You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. We had week two mm-hmm. of The Foreigners in the Books at oh, yes. Pocket Sandwich Theater. If you want to come check it out, this thing has been selling out. I'm very surprised that the show's been selling out. As many times as I've done shows at the Pocket Sandwich Theater, I've just now realized how fucking expensive tickets are. What? They're not that expensive. It's like $12, on, on isn't it? On a Saturday night, oh, yeah? 25 bucks to what? see a show. When did that happen? I, I don't know. But, I guess uh, <laughs> I've been getting comp tickets to my last several well, there uh, you go. That outings. Might, that might explain it. Thanks, buddy. But uh, yeah, book, uh, week two's in the books. Um, how did it go? It, it went well. It went It went pretty well. I had a, uh, a run-in with a jacket that, uh, that I don't understand that what that means. was a little embarrassing. Like, is this Have a- you ever had to put a jacket on on stage? <laughs> oh, oh, yes. My greatest fear. This has never <laughs> happened to me before. Was it leather? But it's my greatest fear that, uh-huh. like, that I'll try to put on a jacket mm-hmm. and I can't find the fucking sleeve. Oh, yeah. Or I put it on the wrong way and I totally put it on the wrong way. Did you put it on inside out? I, I, well, I put on one half right side in. And then I put the the other half in uh, inside out. <laughs> How did you uh, play that for for laughs? Well, I tried to play it and and like I tried to play it off a little more subtly, mm-hmm. where I'm like looking at it, and it's right after I call another character a dummy. <laughs> just, oh, so which perfect is timing. Great. So yeah, and so I'm kind of, but I, I'm like subtly looking at it, like, huh, why doesn't this fit right? And then I try to continue on with the scene, <laughs> and the guy I'm doing the scene with looks at me and just like goes. Do you want to fix that? <laughs> On stage. Do you want to fix that? Which is fucking hilarious. Uh, it is super hilarious. And it would have been great for a fucking melodrama. Yeah. For him to go, you want you want to you want to fix that? Right, the crowd would have gone wild. Show, we had two lines left in the scene. Oh no. Just say your just say the line <laughs> so we can get go. Through. <laughs> But uh, but we got the show it. must go on. It ended Joe. up being a good show. It's just a shame that that's the one that Sarah came to. No, oh, no, I'm like, great. Oh, this is the one we were going to come to too. Yeah. Huh? Oh, damn it, we missed out. Yeah, the embarrassing you flub. Um, well, I hope there's video somewhere. No, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad there isn't. Do they not allow that? There, they probably frown upon that at the pocket sandwich um, theater. I think they have uh, people that they authorize mm. to go ahead and film because when you do shows, generally you have to film a performance of it. Oh yeah, so you yeah. can see yourself. Well, no, for the rights, for right, that's like part of oh, the performance rights is that you can. Oh yes, you can film it. Oh. Um, especially if you get if you get some kind of like kickback money for like it's Ooh. for it's for theatrical education purposes. Oh, nice for study. You know, there's so many fucking fifty years from now. This is all going to pay off. <laughs> some uh, school is going to buy the rights to the pocket sandwich theater. And they're like, why are they throwing snacks at people? <laughs> this is something they did back in the early 21st century. Back in the early 21st century. They when would we still had throw, human bodies. Throw pot, when we still had corn. <laughs> yes, now, and air. It's, a, it's, an, it's a famine that's taken over the entire world, and now people are like, why would they throw food and waste it like that? Now everybody take off your breathing masks <laughs> and turn to iPad page 480,000. No, it would be swipe to. Swipe yeah. to. Swipe to. Swipe right. To history lessons. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's, that's it. I mean, after that, um, Jay came back to the house. Me, him, and Sarah, we sat down on the couch and mm. watched Deadpool 2. They hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> what? They hadn't seen it? And so oh, we, that's a great one to we see watched in theaters. It. It's, it, it is. And it's such a solid sequel. Seeing it again. Really? It's like, man, this is a solid fucking sequel. It's I agree. really great. I caught myself, uh, I was uh, watching it, just to, just checking a video file, making sure it didn't have Korean subtitles, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? And um, skip to the scene, uh, the, the the paragliding scene. And, so fucking Which great. I won't spoil for those who have not seen it. The X-Force scene. But, uh, yeah, highlight of the film. Yeah, it is. And the surprise cameo. <laughs> uh, we actually saw a few films ourselves this uh, past Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Had a little extended weekend. Yeah. Saw one that uh, you'd been uh, lauding about. Oh, yeah. You watched Annihilation? Weeks. Finally saw Annihilation. Uh, tell me all about it. What? <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I think maybe you built it up a little too much, buddy, because uh, Jen and I kind of both turned to each other afterwards and was like, did you like that? Yeah, yeah, we liked it. Wow. Uh, so I appreciate it was trying to do... I told okay, so there's one thing, like at a certain point your musical score cannot sound like a sound effect in the movie. Because like we weren't sure if like the creature was I don't want to give too much away if you haven't seen this movie, but like you you weren't sure where the noise was coming from, and then you realized, oh, there's kind of a rhythm to it. I think this is the score. It's just the soundtrack. Yeah, which uh, man really made this film feel 
longer than it already is. Wow, at two hours and fifteen minutes. That's so that's so funny. I'm so, sorry if I built it up. No, 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 no. Um, still enjoyed it. Um, but w- I think we both agreed that we liked Arrival uh better. That it had a uh, yeah. Oh. No, you didn't. Huh? No, Arrival had that weird broken fucking time travel at, like. Yeah, there it two, made sense. Two, it didn't make sense. It did make she sense. She meets the fucking guy, the the Japanese ambassador or whatever he right. is. Yeah, and like he, it turns out like before then though because he made the call because of this conversation they had, right. but they hadn't had that conversation. But time yet. is in a circle, dude. Fuck, time is in a circle. <laughs> anyway, at least it had some sort of explanation, some sort of answers. Uh, this one was a little too vague. It was a. It was. It, it, it was felt a, like a Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. What do you think it means? Type of film, which I, it kind I, of I is. Kind of dug that. I but, thought that was what was really cool about uh, about this. Like it little, was really good sci-fi. Yes. It's about I will give you an that. organism that is trying to live. It's just wanting to live, mm-hmm. and it's trying to to make itself fit into the 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 DNA tapestry of whatever it contacts. It's like it's trying to create the perfect form of itself. Right. Which I think is really fucking interesting. And remember, when I talked about this movie when we first when we first discussed it, yep. I didn't like it when I first watched it. I remember you saying and that. And the more I, I thought about it, the more I was like, I think I liked it. I, I do, think I really liked that a lot. I do like the way that it's told. And man, there is one scene that is fucking intense. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the most intense like action the, scenes. The bit at the end? No, like with, midway through with the uh, the horrific bear oh, oh, beast yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, is this rated R? I think uh, Annihilation? I think it's PG-13. Wow, it is a hard PG-13 there, yeah. man. Because uh, that, that was rough. God. Um, but... Uh, Yes, appreciated it. Just, uh, I guess I was expecting a little more, yeah. especially since I did like Ex Machina so much. And but visually, wasn't it amazing? Yes, this this to me felt more like you know how people were talking about Avatar. Oh, it really took it to the world. People are getting depressed because they realize they can't live on Pandora. Yeah, this is actually kind of a world I would like to live in. Uh-huh. Flowers growing everywhere. Yeah, and suddenly you turn into a flowery when, person. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, but I'd be beautiful forever. You would be, at least until I wilt. You you are beautiful for Chamberlain. Thank you. Um, but another movie that we did see that I think we enjoyed a little bit more, uh, Hereditary. Have you seen this? No. Oh. Uh, you I've have heard me. Mixed, I've heard some mixed results on Joe, this. Joe, you have to see this film. Okay. You, ha- you must. Okay. I, I mandate it. In fact, if Annihilation was my homework, then the Hereditary will so, be. Yours. So I have six months to do that. You have. Because uh, it's how long it took you to see it. That came out in February. You were like, yeah, how long ago was that? Uh, a few months. <laughs> is that six months already, dude. Well, I guess we're, it is we're September. In September now. Hey, happy Labor Day! <laughs> you, anybody wearing white? No, no. There we you've go. Got, you've got white on your it's, shirt. It's white lettering. You've got the yeah baby it's, it's, shirt that Star Lord has. That's right. My lovely wife bought me this That's uh, so shirt. Cool. She's Guardians wearing white. Of the galaxy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Would it make me look bad, baby? Fashion faux pas. I am so surprised. I really thought that you would watch Annihilation and be like, dude, we dug it. Saw it. You were totally right. We dug it. I just okay. didn't think it was uh, special. Okay. Uh, and I think the, the so critics like, bear that out. It's like, uh, mm. it's, so it's, it's your Unbreakable. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's that bad. I, I do appreciate it, and uh, it, is, it is a well-made film that I will give it. <laughs> and that score. Oh, that, man. That, what a, really get your toes attacked. That, 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 <laughs> I tell well, you one thing. Score isn't always just to get your toes attacked. When I left the theater, I couldn't stop humming that theme. I apparently can't stop it. <laughs> It's How fucking, did it go again, Joe? It fucking it, it it haunted my fucking thoughts after I walked away. You know, it, it was just as terrifying to me yes. as what was going on, like in the scene where where Natalie Portman's having her encounter yeah. near the end. Oh, that's yeah. fucking terrifying. Yes, it is. And that score is like just—it's kind of horrific. It's throbbing into your it feels senses about right. while it's going on while she's fighting the Terminator. Yeah, one thousand, the T one thousand. It was so. It's so fucking neat. Uh, <laughs> it's so it's Joe so Guccinati it, says it's neat it's neat <laughs> of the, the editing thing uh, so I wish that I could say that I saw I something you, else interesting I, I, I really haven't you're talking about weird scores weird yeah. soundscapes weird science that stick out uh, we both love uh, Sunshine Danny Boyd's Danny Boyd's Danny, Danny Boyle. Boyle oh Danny Boyd Danny Boyle's uh, Sunshine, uh-huh. the distress signal from the other ship that they come across. Yeah. Like that, that haunts me. What is that? 
Got me, it's buddy. the Cylon signal from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, you know it. Which watch is that All show? Along the Watchtower. It's a remake of All Along the Watchtower. So it's the only song we ever sing on this podcast. Oh, uh, that's funny. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah, so. Uh, there you go. Taking it back in time. Mm. This is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. This is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes bad movies, no matter what the case. Every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other, with you, our lovely editing bay listeners, which we, uh, we invite wholeheartedly to join us in the discussion on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash editing bay, or in the search function, just put in the editing bay, find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes, click on that, and that's where you could talk back to us, and let us know what you think about our movie of the week. We went back to 1989, mm-hmm. and we're checking out The Karate Kid Part 3. So I brought this up last week because, uh, what movie were you we wa- You watched Cobra Kai. No, we did, well, no, not yet, although this makes me want to. Oh. Uh, because I need a palate cleanser. Uh, but we were talking about Harold and Kumar yeah. and how the makers, the writers, directors of that film uh, are actually producers on the new uh, Cobra Kai TV show. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm hearing good things about that. There are great things about it. Yeah. I had uh, recommended, hey, let's do it. Let's do Karate Kid. Let's do any of the Karate Kid movies, thinking maybe you'd either want to do the original or part two. I knew three was the worst. I'd never. Have you seen part three? Karate Kid. A long Kid, part time three? ago. In theaters? Like on cable. No. I would see parts of it on cable. I never really had any desire to see because I felt like <laughs> yes. I felt like we said everything we needed to say with the first Karate Kid. Right. And you know what? Even with Karate Kid Two, interesting enough, Karate Kid I just 2. didn't know where we could go. Even yeah. even at a young age, I was like, I think we've gone all we can go with the Karate Kid. <laughs> Karate After Kid we've 2, gone to Japan. It was yes, thank you. Like, it was next like... would be the Karate Kid in space, <laughs> which uh, very hard to do karate <laughs> in a zero friction environment. But, but no one can hear you scream. That's right. Hiya. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> all right so we watched the karate kid 3 1989 i seen it on cable i guess you hadn't seen it nope never saw all. it in theaters again like you had no desire karate kid 2 was like the home alone 2 yeah of the karate kid like it was like okay we're gonna go to a different place but, but story's pretty much the, the same, same thing. we're gonna end with some gimmick where uh karate kid does some move that uh-huh. is able to that i don't know why he doesn't roll it out sooner yeah wait for that last blow <laughs> Um, like, how is it that the la- it's the last thing he thinks of? Like, it's yeah. the thing that's kind of the point oh, of the whole movie. Yeah. But he just now, Remember, he's like, oh, uh, the drums. <laughs> and, like, Pat Morita has to remind him. He's like, look at this silly yes, drum with the thingies. Cue the entire audience. Who they just they just walk around carrying those things, they I guess. Them, like, yeah. Oh, hey, these are a moment. Hey, get your, get your drum out. It's drumming time. <laughs> get your freak on. So, so I'm glad that you chose part three um, because I think we, we both know where we stand on parts one and two. This yeah. one uh, was a wild Did you ever see card. the next Karate Kid I with d- Hilary Swank? I did not. By that point, it was like, what? this is an embarrassment. Stop. Yeah. This is a, an obvious cash grab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But better than this one. I've heard that as well. <laughs> that, we're, that we're about to discuss. I like that they mixed it up. Um, Get a girl in there. So the Karate Kid 3, mm. uh, directed by John G. Abbotson. Same who, guy. Who directed all the Karate Kid movies. Also directed the Oscar award winning Rocky uh, and Rocky Five. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. For every Karate Kid, there's a Karate Kid 2 and 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's an interesting thing about this movie. Okay. I could not find a budget for it. <laughs> no, me neither. I couldn't find a budget. I saw the box office gross, mm-hmm. which is like $38.9 million. Which was like a third of what the previous two had made. Yeah. I'm assuming the budget was a little more than that. <laughs> they would probably uh, Be- list it, because if not, because this for the time, this isn't a horrible looking film. It's like okay. there's there's some nice parts. Like I I, I like a lot of the the helicopter crane shots that mm-hmm. are going on mm-hmm. that like you see in Highlander and like Rocky when the when they're <laughs> actual doing, films they're yes. doing their katas and like the, the yeah. they're pulling away mm-hmm. like those are beautiful shots. But for every one of those, you've got a really bad green screen shot of Daniel Larusso yes! trying to rappel down a cliff, standing or in something. a hole. <laughs> yes, <laughs> with wave. Oh no, the waves are coming up behind me! Look out! I was expecting the Kraken Just, to yeah. emerge. <laughs> footage from a previous film uh so you know you've got all this lebowski gear your wife has her lebowski socks yeah, on right yes now. yes and it's there Tuesday. was there was one thing that kept going through my head as i'm watching this movie and like this movie is the film version of everybody going what's the point walter walter what's the fucking point like that's what i felt when i was watching this movie for yeah. the for the full almost two hours that this movie runs and well, there's no reason it needs to run that long but for that full time i'm just going 
What's the point? Like, well, really? Clearly, this Joe. Fucking, this Vietnam vet is that fucking fixated on getting revenge on an 18 year old kid and yeah, some there, old there, Japanese guy? There are some priorities that uh, need to be explained because not only does he harbor this uh, this resentment, this grown ass man who's yes. a business owner, uh-huh. a staple in the community. <laughs> yes. <laughs> probably, probably part of the Chamber of Commerce. Exactly. <laughs> Taxpayer, <Yeah>. homeowner. <laughs> But, but he he puts his hand through a couple of car windows. Exactly. Also, apparently loses like, his business. I need up. I need revenge on that. And they use this term way too many times in the movie. Mm-hmm. Slope. They yes. keep fucking <laughs> saying it. So guys, get a, a racial bigotry thesaurus, please, because there are many other slurs you could be using. Chinaman. <laughs> Joe, the Chinaman is not the issue. <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, it's cringeworthy every time. It's also kind of telling. Like, who, who really? What racist do you know, Joe? Who uses that term nowadays? No one. Exactly. No one. Mix it up a little bit no. <laughs> with your racial epithets. <laughs> guys, if you're gonna be racist, yeah. at least be creative about it. Okay. Exactly. Uh, so. They open this movie a lot like how they opened Karate Kid 2. Exactly. It, it like, how they opened Karate Kid 2. the end of the tournament, mm-hmm. and then it cuts into the very... So basically, the events of the Karate Kid trilogy, <laughs> these three movies, take place over the course of like three weeks. Yes, absolutely. Three weeks. Absolutely. And... Kreese is the Anakin Skywalker of the, uh, really the trilogy. Is. So, but, but like the kid who plays Johnny Lawrence, Sweet mm. the Like Johnny, yeah. like that fucking kid... I'm assuming got paid as if he had done all three movies. Oh, yeah. And only has footage from, like, of the course. first film. He didn't even have to show up to be filmed again. No. Just reused it and cashed those checks. Buddy. And this movie made me miss him so much. Yeah. Because I the, missed him so much. Because the replacement blonde punk asshole. Mike. Dickhead, Mike Barnes. Mike Barnes. <laughs> Uh, he's intense, I'll give you that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just didn't have the, the same... The poor man's Jensen Ackles. The pathos. Yeah, he, he was missing a little bit of something. <laughs> this movie's missing a whole lot. Well, and the, one <laughs> of those things it's missing is motivation, <laughs> like proper motivation. So John Kreese, down on his luck, he's lost his entire business... That's right. ...in the course of a week. Now, here's my thing. Like, because of what happened at the tournament... And I don't think they even mentioned that, like, the reason he lost students is because of the way he treated Johnny Lawrence... It's just that this kid came up and beat them. Mm-hmm. This this karate dojo of one. Now they're disgraced. Beat them. They're disgraced. Despite the fact that they placed every every position except for first place in this tournament. Sure. So why still a pretty it, good dojo? Yeah, that's a good that's a good record. Good track it's record. A good dojo doesn't look like Mr. Miyagi is accepting any He's new. Accept- uh... that, and that's what I'm saying. If they're not <laughs> learning with Cobra Kai, where did all his students go? Yeah, because Mr. Miyagi YouTube. isn't taking on these students. YouTube. Yeah, or books, just books. <laughs> so he's down on his luck. He's he's an alcoholic. Yeah, he goes to see some guy that you've never heard of in three films. You finally get to fucking meet this dude that apparently is a guy like who is in. He's a, a successful businessman. He's a millionaire who invests in the Karate Association. That's right. He dabbles of California or whatever. Yeah. But he's a Cobra Kai student and also served in the military with John Kreese. Well, he was a co-founder. And we get... And, oh, yeah, that's right. He's the co-founder. Mm-hmm. And he we get this uh, this backstory that, like, he owes John Kreese because John Kreese saved his saved life. Saved his enough. life. That's right. I'll do anything for you, buddy. So here's the problem I have with this. Mm. I have this huge problem the with this problem. movie. It, it, yeah, it, it could be the problem with this movie <laughs> is that it is painting... You, United States veterans what? in a very a negative poor light. fucking light. That's right. Move over, Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to kneel? Fuck you. Yeah, check out Karate Kid why, 3. Why can't you just like beat up a poor fucking defenseless old <laughs> Japanese man like the rest of us? So uh, John Kreese, yeah, he's turning in his keys. like, there he goes. And the guy's like, no, I'm going to get revenge for you. And that's the way he delivers everything. This oh. guy who plays this Terry character. It was like a, a Joker audition that rejected. Uh, that's what my notes rejected. are, is that these dudes play this movie like it's the 60s Batman TV show. Yeah, I'm going to make him feel pain. I'm going to make him feel pain. Hurts. And then he's going he's to regret gonna... it. And then we're going to do it more. Yeah. And like at one point, he's on the phone, and he's like in a sauna. With his huge like phone, uh, yeah, cordless with the, phone with yeah, the big antenna. With his ponytail. Yes. But he's yelling into the phone. He's like, yeah, I like that. That's a good idea. <laughs> I'm going to bu- do that. That's I'm how like, businessmen do business, Joe. Like, Everybody f- knows that. That's not how phones work. Listen, when you he's wake... the same guy that when he has a gun on you, he'll push it up against your <laughs> yeah. chest. When... Like, the bullets come out, bitch. <laughs> when you're in the toxic waste disposal business, Joe, you have to uh, play a little hardball with your clients, one would 
imagine. You could just dump toxic waste anywhere. Yeah, the good old it days. Was a waste, the good old days. How much more of a villain could he be? Like, what's well, what's the most villainous business thing we could? It's well, bad enough he's a businessman. Well, Joel, he could be in a bubble bath while all of his people come in to talk to him. <laughs> it is very kind of James Bond. James Bond, super villain. The villainous. dude is in a bubble bath, yeah. and he's having like a, his his secretary take dictation. That's right. Then like Mike Barnes and his flunkies come in, and no one's like. Hey, dude, uh, you're in the bath. <laughs> Private like, time. Do you want to? Do you want us to come back later? No, they're just like, you got a nice place here. This is great. <laughs> and the dude's just like, thank you. And like in his bubble bath, yeah. there's there are very few things that make your villain less villainous <laughs> or 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 powerful than just being in a fucking bubble bath. I love that he has a, a on staff these helpers who are gonna not only you know do his laundry and cook his dinner, but also like help him create a new identity for himself because uh, he explains to them, I'm taking the next. 30 days off to exact revenge on this uh, 20-something-year-old and an old Japanese man for my old army buddy. Yeah. Seems like weird motivation. A Japanese man that we find out was part of a Japanese military corps. Yes. The 442nd. You'd think maybe that's exactly what it was. So I, I would think that... You get a little even, respect for him, even the most like Even the most bigoted of military guys... Yeah. Would see this and go, oh, you're a brother in arms. Yeah, all right. Like, d- because there's this whole death before dishonor mm-hmm, kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing this to someone who's also served, mm-hmm. and he even says, there are more pooper hearts that were de- that were awarded to the 442nd right. than any other unit. And he's like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> but, like, you would think something would click and he'd go, okay, I still live by this code. Like, there is something about me, even though I'm, you know, I'm a dickhead, I'm a ram, I'm trying to get some payback for my buddy. We live by a code, and this is a brother in arms, and we shouldn't well, do this. Cobra Kai comes first, though. According to Cobra Kai, two. never dies. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fear does not exist in this dojo. So John Kreese is going back into his dojo before he goes to close it. He he's looking at all the pictures on the wall, and there's a picture of him with a fucking machine gun. Yes, I know. But it says Karate Champ, nineteen seventy seventy two. I was like, was this in the? Like, does the army have karate? I'm like, I'm like, well, if he's using that gun, yeah. <laughs> He's going to be the champion for a couple years, I guess. That seems against regulation, but all right. Um, you know, you talked about uh, motive missing. Something else missing from this film uh, was Daniel LaRusso's uh, mother. <laughs> but, she, but, but she wasn't. Yes, but they conveniently <laughs> took one scene to explain her absence from her teenage son's life. They did everything you do in a movie to write out characters <laughs> yes, yes. and explain why they aren't around, uh, except they actually filmed her. We're going to show. <laughs> like, what did that that defeats the purpose. And how about that? You don't have to pay that actress now. Like, you've explained where she is. Well, it, it worked so well in the second one because it's like, oh, we're just going to another country. Mom can't come along. So and neither can Elizabeth Shue. Perfect sense that, uh, yeah, i got to leave you back home to do Back to the Future 2. And, and like, why? <laughs> I like that the mother's like, oh, Yukio couldn't come with you? Like, <laughs> no. Oh, no, I'm 18. Yes. I'm like, what the, f- what the hell? She doesn't speak any English. They stop treating Daniel LaRusso like he's a fucking teenager at some point. <laughs> and then they remind you, like every couple times, like every couple scenes, like they remind you he's a teenager. Yeah. But then they treat him like he's an adult. It wasn't until the end of this movie where they're like, "All right, this next match is gonna decide who the under eighteen champion is." <laughs> like under eighteen, he was twenty eight when he was doing this. He just started college. Like <laughs> he talks about how he had go. To, he's going to college. That's right. He's got to be at least eighteen, yeah. right? Maybe at this point, upper seventeen and a half. Right. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I've see, I saw the public school system that he went to. No, there's no way he's, he's not advancing. No, and especially when you watch him in this movie, Daniel Larusso so, is a bumbling fucking <laughs> clod. He, we both had that same thought. Like he's not nearly as endearing in this film as he was in the previous no. two. And now he's just kind of annoying. And, and he won't shut up. It's, Joe, one of my notes is, oh my God, Daniel, shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck stop, up. Just stop talking, please. Oh, man, you got my, you got mac and cheese? You're talking my language. I love mac and cheese. <laughs> you know, I was raised in mac and cheese. I can eat tons of mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is great. Stop hey, it. Why don't you come on in here? Make we got to go talk away. about this, uh, this, this bonsai tree. I can make it out of mac and cheese. Turn it off. Mac and trees. Turn it we off. We should do a whole thing on this. <laughs> What's that movie? I'm like, what's his name sitting in the theater? I'm like, George C. Scott. George C. Scott when he's watching his daughter daughter in a porn. Turn it off. (laughs) Turn it off. (laughs) Just crying watching this movie. But you're right. He's Uh, such a... He's a bumbling fucking chatterbox clod. And there's nothing sympathetic about him throughout this entire movie. You're like... Fuck you, man. He's I hope you get your ass He also is not aging well. Like no. uh, it, it was a little believable that they, like this, this scrawny kid is like using his opponents 
energy against them, right? Back uh-huh. in the day. Oh, you yeah. can do the crane kick and catch them off surprise. Now he's like got this beer gut. He's got a bit of a beer gut. He's, well, it kind of, he you went, could tell they went back and did reshoots because there are parts of this movie where <laughs> oh, he's, yeah. a, he's a little thinner. He's kind of in shape. And then there's a, a few parts of this movie yeah. where it's like he's carrying a little bit of weight yeah. underneath that jaw, man. And even though he's not a teenager anymore, he's he's still kind of gangly and, and he walks like duck footed. And he just doesn't look yes. like the guy who could kick anybody's ass, <laughs> much less Mike Barnes. Um, but, but I think my original point before we got to this is oh, sorry. Where, why didn't they address the Elizabeth Shue character? Like, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't she be like waiting like... Oh no, that's right. Different they explained movie. at the beginning of the first movie that they broke up. That's they right. got in a fight. We never saw at that. prom or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's convenient. That. It is, and that's well, it's a good thing that they made room for girlfriend, not girlfriend, <laughs> in this film. And what was with the meet cute? Like they start with this meet cute, and he's like, "What hey, a fucking so I thought tease. Maybe we could get together. We could, uh, uh, we could do something sometime." She hits on him, and she says, "How about tonight?" Oh, tonight? Does tonight work? Yeah, tonight works. All right, well, I'll pick you up at 8. Does that sound good? That sounds great. I'll see you then. She is aggressively hitting on him. Right. Even admittedly, she says, I know I was a bit uh, aggressive. And then he comes to pick her up, and she's like, okay, but full disclosure. By the way. I need to let you know, I have a boyfriend. Yep. We, uh, we, we, we it's live, long distance. It's long distance. We're going to try to make it work. We're going to try to make it work. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, we could be friends then. I could be friends. Let's be friends. Let's go to this. I'm like, why? Why do you want to know why? Do, do you know yeah. the story behind no, this? No, I don't. This was actually. Um, What's it? Oh, Ralph Macchio. This was Ralph Macchio's uh, request because he had just gotten married and he didn't feel comfortable having an on-screen romance. So he asked them. She was intended. That actress in that role was intended to be the love interest for Karate Kid Three. He had him write it out. So now they're just friends. So conveniently, she's got somebody back home. They're gonna spend a lot of time together training. She's gonna wear some tight uh, pants while they go bike riding. Dude, but, but you know, it's it, totally plutonic. It doesn't. I mean. They basically played it like they're in a relationship throughout mm-hmm. this movie. Sure, yeah. All that's no missing kissing. is like, okay, they have a little kiss here or there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not like he was playing fucking tonsil, to, tonsil <laughs> hockey. I can't say that word. They're just friends. I've got drink in the back of my throat. It's not like they were playing tonsil hockey in the other films. Like, he wasn't making out with Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. He didn't make out with, like, the, the Yukio chick or whatever. It's very respectful. They had, like, a quick quick kiss right. with, with both of these women. Intended. Uh, fucking calm down, Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> the sex was implied off screen. <laughs> was it? <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, so, yeah, I just, I found that really, yeah. really fucking, uh, really needless. Also, did you notice she kind of, like, mumbled a lot of her lines? I, I appreciated that she no. was she was being very natural in I, her acting. I didn't notice that. I, I found it was, a little lackadaisical. My problem is, I felt like, I felt like Ralph Macchio pulled her aside and was like, hey, you, you know what might make things easier? Is if you do what I do. What I do in a scene is I like to chatter a lot. I like to add a lot <laughs> of lines. Just go with it. I like to just go with some things. So yeah. when we're doing stuff, just chatter. Just just add things because it adds life. It adds life to our characters. Because she's doing the same fucking thing he is yeah. through half the movie. Like yeah. when they're on the in, on the cliffs. Daniel, are you okay? I'm sorry, Daniel. I'm sorry about the rock. Daniel, are you okay? Okay, so just yeah, no, bit of, I'm like, no empty space. I just wish that everyone would shut the fuck up <laughs> right? and let the movie tell the story for a little bit. Uh, so... This whole ruse that this uh, that this character comes up with—it's ridiculous. It's it's so overly complicated. <laughs> it's needlessly elaborate, and it it depends greatly on Pat Morita or Mister Miyagi. It depends greatly on Pat uh, on him not training Daniel for the tournament. Yeah, he's he has to know that he won't train him for it. Taking a lot of big risks here in this big ruse, uh, and it also involves him possibly hanging out in the dojo. Late at night, countless days, <laughs> just waiting for Daniel to show up. I was going to say, there's that scene where Daniel surprises even Mr. Mi- even Mr. Miyagi is like, it's kind of late. Are you sure you want to go? Can't this wait till tomorrow? And he's like, no, I got to go right now. I don't care what time. No, what I got to go. I got to go talk to him. I thought he was going to bust in there and like catch him off guard. Like right. catch him no. with... Dude was hanging out in the back, just like, chilling. Oh, I'm, I'm, and I'm, John Kreese apparently was standing behind a fucking standee of himself, <laughs> waiting for Daniel Larusso to show up. How long? And like, how, I like to imagine there's like four days yes. where nothing's happened, and John Kreese just like, he's like, can we guys? You guys want to go get some dinner or you, something? I think I heard a door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of ridiculous. Oh my god! And that scene where he does pop out, where he finally reveals himself. Yeah, and 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 turns into fucking Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. From fellow uh, reaching towards the ring, Blah! dude, they, he does that, and that's where him and this other guy start laughing like they're the fucking Riddler and the Joker. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just Batman laughing movie. at everything, laughing at fucking everything, and that's when Pat Morita shows up. Of course, and he's like okay, fucking... I've had fucking enough. I am going to kick some ass now, 
And then if that isn't enough, like that was a perfect place where they could have ended it. Like, fuck you. Nope. We're not going to go to the tournament. Nope. Still got to go to the fucking tournament. Of course, tournament. because we're going to retread what happened in the first two movies. Like, this is the formula of this type of film. It's like a James Bond film at this point, except yeah. not nearly as successful. Um, so this dude is a millionaire. Yeah. He has henchmen. We've met the henchmen. Mm-hmm. One of them played by the director's son. Uh, but yeah. he has fucking... Clearly. He has There's henchmen. some nepotism going on there. But still takes it upon himself to sneak into Mr. Miyagi's home and look in the conveniently placed box <laughs> that has all of his newspaper clippings yes. and memorabilia from the war. That's what I do. Uh Again, dude, there's just there's so much shit that's just it's built on convenience. There's nothing that's that that that's built with any kind of finesse or care in this movie. Yeah, it's, it's very just, convenience. Uh, it, it's such a tired property, and you can tell that everybody's kind of checked out on it. <laughs> and it's that funny you could see the seams very easily. Everybody like uh, in interviews that they've done since this film, like nobody's making apologies for this film. Or Ralph Macchio, the director, even Pat Morita, I think at the time was like, "Oh yeah, it's total cash grab." Like we, we all understand it was yeah. a shit film. Yeah. So they want to get Cobra Kai back. They want the fucking the trophy, and this dude is like, "Daniel, you got to sign the contract so you could face me." Sign the contract. <laughs> I'm like, "But bitch." If he doesn't go to the fucking tournament... Won't you win? You'll win. Exactly. Like, that's what would have happened in this Why movie. Why does it have to Had be against him? you guys not him? bullied Daniel LaRusso mm-hmm. and tried to get your fucking revenge, just waited, even just waited a year. <laughs> because you have a feeling. Obviously, you can tell the fucking future, Mr. Terry, whatever your name is. Terry Silver. Ponytail. Yeah. Uh, pretend like you how don't about, know. How about we go to the tournament? Silver bullet. We win the tournament first, get people back in the Cobra Kai dojo... Then we exact our fucking revenge if that's something we really want or, or really need. I mean, is that the type of revenge? Like, can't you just fucking like destroy ha- his trees? Have some guy- yeah, destroy his body. You did that. There are any number of ways that a guy like this, a millionaire, resourceful person like uh, Terry Silver, could yeah. uh, help a brother out. And yeah, uh, yeah. it would have been cool revenge. if we found out that Terry Silver bought the fucking apartment that they lived in. Oh, it had it demolished. And it had it demolished. See, there you go. That would have been funny. What and, isn't and realistic fitting. is him uh, creating an, an alternate persona. And befriending, and then ultimately betraying. I need to look poor. <laughs> like why? Why? Why does all this matter? It's so perfectly orchestrated. You uh, know. You know. And Joe, I don't even really mind. No, I do mind. It's it's ridiculous. But if okay, if that's the story you're going to go with, if that's the plot you want for this film, all right, fine. You know, a more interesting way to tell it. Save that as a reveal. Yeah. Just have this character yeah. show up. That you're not showing Make us it seem like, evil. oh, this is too good to be true. Uh-huh. And then find out later, oh, it is. Oh, my yeah, God. He's working with Crease. John Kreese. We haven't seen Crease since the beginning credits. Yeah, you're right. So basically, if we take everything with Crease out that's in the first like, yeah. half hour of the movie. Exactly. That's, that's way too long. For a movie called The Karate Kid, it's a good very little while. Kid. It's 30 minutes it. before we see the kid. And, and not he's, a lot of karate. And he, there, there, well, there is. There's quite a bit of karate. When Mike Barnes is Popeyeing Daniel LaRusso <laughs> to death. Like, I love when they're fighting. The first fight between the two of them. Uh, and Mike Barnes is like, oh, that's a nice kick. That's a good hit. That's a good punch. Oh, that, that's weak. That's. I'm like, oh, my God. Are you fucking Popeye? Will you stop this? <laughs> but he, like, kicks Daniel LaRusso's ass. And he's like, sign the contract so I can fight you. And I'd be like... No, you just kicked my ass. <laughs> Clearly, we know how this is going to end. I know how this is going to In fact, just to skip forward, uh, there's no reason Daniel should have won the fucking tournament. Of course not. He should not. He was outclassed and outmatched <laughs> the entire fucking fight. Jenna looked at me afterwards and like, so, so how does that? How does he win? Like, why does he win? Because he got the one hit. Yeah. And I'm like, well, some sort of they explain They explain the rules because they wanted to punish Daniel. So it was yeah. get a point, lose a point, get a point, yeah. lose a point, take it. It was draw always it out a one-point game. Can. That's right. It was always a one-point well, game. That's the risk And then make. Daniel wins by doing a kata? Okay. And that, like, yeah. internal balance, like, fucking shocks this guy so, <laughs> so hard that he can't just run and, like, boom. <laughs> I pu- I've punched you in the chest. Yeah. I win. Come on, man! It's yeah. it's such a weak bit of fucking writing, and and it just goes goes forward toward explaining this. This film did not need to be fucking made. Also, Joe, if you're that determined to exact revenge on these people, if you have a million dollars at your disposal, if you have the hatred of like a thousand sons and a partner who's willing to do anything and and, and physical brutes, do you think they're going to stop after this? This uh, the All Valley is over. No, or do you think it's well? Just go lick our wounds. No, head he back show, to the he, dojo. He showed us. Yeah, We're exactly. done. No, like, somebody's going to show up with a gun. Here's like if they're this emotionally wrought. Yeah. 
Here's my thing. Like, Daniel and Mr. Miyagi go to replant the fucking bonsai tree mm-hmm. on a rock, it by the way. It grows back because it has on strong a, roots. On a rock? Like you, Daniel. <laughs> they put it on a rock. And they're afraid of the roots getting salt water. Well, here's an idea. Don't put it in a fucking Maybe. cove where salt water <laughs> is coming up it's, out of the fucking... <laughs> pretty good chance there's going to be some cross-contamination. There. Yeah. How about we don't do that? But they go back and replant the tree, and I had so many fucking issues with that because I was like, well, first off, those guys fucking followed you the first time yeah, you went here. They know where it is. What if they fucking... You're not protecting Not only it. do they know where the tree is, but they could have followed you and just snipped the ropes that you and Mr. Miyagi Ooh. were on and fucking killed your asses. Secret ending. Yeah. <laughs> Stick around post-credits for that one. Uh, uh, as sappy as it sounds... Mm-hmm. <laughs> sap tree. <laughs> ah, I see as, what you did as there. As sappy as it sounds... Wordplay. I really liked... <laughs> One of the few things I liked about this movie. Okay. Save I, it. I liked the imagery of the broken bonsai tree Aww. and how it represented the fractured yeah. relationship between Daniel and Mr. Miyagi. That was nice. And how it was able to be mended. Like, yeah. that was beautiful. That was a nice mm-hmm. allegory that, unfortunately, was shoehorned into a shit it's film. crap. Yeah, it didn't matter. Yes. I, I agree. I did, as much as I'm making fun of that speech about the root, the root is, it has strong root like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was... Well, no. The be, one moment in the film. Be, because the one person who is carrying 100% of the emotional weight of this movie is Pat Morita. Oh, of course. Who you can still see is a little fucking tired with what's going on. Phoning it in. But he is still, like, his performance, if there's anything that's trying desperately to hold things together. Yeah. It is Pat Morita. He is the little Dutch boy who's like, yeah. let me try to plug <laughs> as many of these fucking holes as I can. <laughs> and unfortunately, he can't. No. Try as he might, and he does a fucking uh, an admirable well, job. But he just he gives it his all. But it's just this, the weight of this movie is just too fucking much. Also, it saves Danielson's ass. Like, I think three separate occasions on this film, right? And uh, each time becoming more and more unbelievable that he's able to take on his assailers. Yeah, like you know, Mike Barnes is the fucking new kid karate champion. He takes him down. Like, okay, well the kid's inexperienced. Fine, right? And then he takes down. There's there's somebody else in there. Yeah, there's there's two. Well, when they come in and they're like, "Do it, man!" and he destroys like a, an a, like a Japanese screen, yeah. like thing. And Daniel's like, "Oh, come on, man! Come on! What are you doing, man? Come on, guys! You gotta get a-. It's like Joe Pesci is playing Daniel Larusso <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Well, this was after they filmed uh, My Cousin Vinny, right? Is it? Maybe it rubbed off a little I bit. Th- maybe it was at the same time. Uh, he does not look like this in, <laughs> in My, My Cousin, Cousin Vinny. Vinny. So I'm guessing this is pre, probably even part two. <laughs> Oh, Let's no. find out. Let's find out. My cousin Vinny came out in like ninety one, ninety two. What? Yeah, he just when lose Mar- a bunch of when, weight for that. When Marissa Tomei won uh, the Oscar, mm, you might be right. Yeah, uh, you might be right. Nineteen ninety two. Wow. All there right. Well, go. then maybe uh, after seeing himself on screen in Karate Kid, <laughs> he's Part like, three. "I better. I should do some katas." <laughs> that scene where he starts like faking doing sit ups. He's yes. like, "I should probably do a couple of these." Uh-huh. Not that I have a whole lot of room to talk, but I'm not in movies, bitch. That's right. Um, Sit here behind our golden microphones. <laughs> So, if you were, like, if you were a kid mm-hmm. and you were really into the Karate Kid, like, my mother... I was. My mother took us out of school the day the Karate Kid 2 came out Aww. and took us to see the Karate That's Kid great. 2. That's um, great. And, and, like, we dug that. The Karate Kid was... It was kind of good, big with us at the time, you know? It was made by the same guys who made Rocky. Of course. Kind of the same same kind of story. Yeah. Who doesn't love underdog. an underdog story? Mm-hmm. The problem is, at this point, Daniel LaRusso is no longer the underdog. No, he's and, already won twice. And there's nothing humble about him. At least it's... in the first and second films, there was humility. A little fish out of water, too. Yeah. Remember, he moves from uh, out of state. Now, w- wouldn't somebody ask an 18-year-old, like... Hey, how did you come up with all this capital to like open a business? Dude, like, I don't think you could do that. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of exchanges of uh, big gifts. Yeah. And he's totally just going to give up his entire college fund so that uh, so that Mr. Can Miata have... can start a potentially failed business. And I thought that was going to be the the source of like conflict between them that like that starts yeah, things right? like, that Pat Morita would be like, "No, this is a bad idea. You shouldn't do this. I don't I won't accept it." Yeah. And like Daniel just... LaRusso pushing back on him trying to be a father. Like, "No, you're not my dad." Hmm. Um, he kind of just accepts it, takes the money, and uh, yeah. starts his He's little. Like, you are my partner. <laughs> um, that's not a. It's not a Japanese. Not a wise. Thing. It's a move. Pat Morita thing. Oh yes, he does sound like that. Yes. I hear you. Uh, good cover. We hear you. Which Which of the Karate Kid it's movies? The sound of a dog whistle, your, folks. It's the sound of doves when doves cry. <laughs> um, do, 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 do. Maybe do. I'm just too demanding. <laughs> 
Maybe I'm just like my father. Maybe I'm just like my mother. Yeah, I think so. She was written out of this film. (laughs) Her uncle's got emphysema. (laughs) Yeah, Uncle Louis got his emphysema. How about that scene where they're playing it for laughs? It's like, what are we in a fucking vaudeville sketch right now? Funny. (laughs) Yes. Like people die from that, and you're like, it's serious enough for you to have to move away and stay with him for several months and leave your only son with an aging (laughs) that you don't really know. You did, like, first off, you let him go to Okinawa with this guy. That I always thought was weird. It's like, fuck, I, I can't even go to can't even go to the mall with my cousin. You're going to let me go <laughs> to another country with a strange right. old man? No. The so film I, is I, so I, awkwardly edited. Like, yeah? Yeah? I, I, did you not catch half that shit? When they get out of the cab and they're talking to the old lady outside the apartment, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, yeah, your mother's with your Uncle Louie, and blah, blah. And, like, she's in the middle of another sentence, and then smash cut to another scene. <laughs> really? And they're like... Hey, oh, you know what? Lisa Miyagi. You know what? That's a good point. There was one scene that I didn't notice where it was Mr. Miyagi and Danielson are having a conversation, uh-huh. and it was the last line of the scene. And usually on the last line, you'll, there's you'll, a moment you'll you give a beat, it, yeah, let it breathe a little it bit, just immediately maybe, cut. maybe cut to a wide shot. You're right. It was like right on the next scene. It's like, oh, I, I guess we're bailing. <laughs> this, is, this is what we're doing. And you know, usually what that means? It is, means the performer did some bullshit that they no, needed to cut you, out. There was more to the scene yeah. that they had to bail from in order to uh, get the, get it down to, to get running it under time, two hours, which, was, which this movie barely accomplishes this does not need to be an hour and 52 minute film Uh, well you you fixed it earlier by saying you just cut out everything with crease in the first half hour yeah have him show up at the end surprise agreed we don't care because when you open a film like this with the villain down on his luck you're (laughs) you're garnering sympathy for the villain whether you realize or not and i think that's that could be part of the problem with this movie that like the the focal point isn't even though we've we we are assuming that everyone's seen the first two Karate Kid movies, mm-hmm. if you are jumping into the Karate Kid three as your <laughs> first foray, it's not the way to do it's it. It's not the way to do it. It's not the machete order of the Karate Kid. <laughs> uh, but it's two one three. It's two, yeah exactly. Um, two one next Karate Kid with Rory Swank, <laughs> and then, three. then part three. <laughs> <laughs> but even if we're familiar with the characters, you can't open this movie on the villain in a sympathetic light. No. Like you need to open it on. Daniel and Mr. Miyagi getting off the plane. Yeah. Where's your mother? I thought she was going to come pick us up. <laughs> well, she was my dying uncle. Yeah, exactly. And then they take the cab and go, like, start with Daniel LaRusso. He is that it's through line. It's called the Karate Kid. Yeah. Where's your karate? Or the, the Karate Man. Oh, there point. you go. The, the Karate Young Adult. <laughs> the Karate YA. <laughs> the Karate Millennial. Um, oh, there's the remake right there. So No, the remake was called the Karate Kid. Did you see Jackie that remake? Chan. I did. What did you think of that? I thought it was kind of shitty, Ooh, uh, except oh. I did think Jackie Chan did an admirable job. I think so, too. I'm going to just use admirable throughout this entire thing. <laughs> I even think uh, Jaden, as much as I eh. don't want to. It, it, dude, didn't do a bad job. He didn't as do far a bad as child job. It wasn't, go, a ba- it wasn't a bad remake. I thought he was pretty good. It wasn't the remake I wanted. Well, first it's of all, the remake I needed. they're not even right doing now. karate. They're in China yeah. doing kung fu. Uh-huh. It's the kung, the fu, kung kid. fu kid. It's not karate at all. The kung fu panda. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but I thought that Jackie Chan was really he has that one moment where he's uh, he's remembering his, mm. his family he's getting drunk and he was drunk mm-hmm. but he was remembering his family and that's a really touching moment yeah uh, but that's all I really remember better than this film movie. though oh that's for damn sure and that probably for, part two uh, wait what and probably better than oh, Karate but, Kid part better two better than Karate Kid part two you think so I, re- I remember Karate Kid part two being okay it's just <laughs> it was it was unnecessary, that, and that's part of the problem with this. It's like the first Karate Kid tells a story it needs yeah, to tell, it's good. and that's all you we really don't need. need it. It's good, and it doesn't even achieve the entertainment value of mm-hmm. like the Rocky sequels. I was just going to say, when do you know when to stop? Uh, when because the Rockies are when, all like eight now. When the boxer that you've made these movies about isn't the one that's actually boxing <laughs> until the very end of the movie. That's the problem with Rocky Five is that he becomes a manager. What's weird about Rocky Five is that. You could see what the blueprint was for what would eventually become Creed. Yeah. Where Rocky ends up training somebody. Mm-hmm. But they did it in a horrible fucking way. And Stallone should uh, should never write a movie like that ever again. No, but it, it was a bad movie. So it they was had to start over. It was a bad movie, so they had to start over. And so you got... In fact, I think Rocky Five was the last one until we got to Rocky Balboa. Just Rocky Balboa. Yep. And that was a fantastic return. Mm-hmm. Um and then you had Creed and Creed looks Creed 2 looks yeah, man. fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I don't. I got to catch they, up on these. I don't think they should go any further than this, though. Well, but that's what they're trying to do, though, right? Now but we're going to get ten Creed movies, Creed two, and then it'll come back around and be Rocky Junior. Creed two looks like whatever his son's name. <laughs> uh, oh my god! No, Creed two looks like it's uh, it's him going up against the son of Ivan Drago. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, now we're starting to get a little <laughs> this is too Star Wars universe. Yeah, it's everybody, a everybody knows too everybody. Much. Um. But I still, I mean, Ryan Coogler has proven himself, and I, I will fucking see this movie. Fair uh, enough. But, but these Karate Kid movies have had three, four installments. But let's just go with the Daniel Larusso, right, right, Ralph the Macho trilogy, like the OT. At no point in the in the other two in the two sequels of this movie did they come close to any kind of an engaging story, Mm-mm. something that reached that same kind of entertainment factor of the first one. At least with Rocky, you had some maybe some gimmick casting or some stuff like... <laughs> robots. S- some robots. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> musical montages. Oh, God, yes. Shit that at least kept it fucking entertaining. You could say what you want about Rocky Four. It's not a strong script, no. but it's entertaining enough to keep watching. Sure. Um this film doesn't even achieve that. It is hard. I had to watch it in installments. I got 30 minutes in and I was like, man, I'm going to need a breather because this is not good. There's no way in the world that I could recommend this movie to anybody. If you're looking to see The Karate Kid, watch the first one. You've got four other films with the names Karate Kid in them to choose from. Absolutely. Watch those or watch Rocky or there's plenty. Watch The Mighty Ducks. Watch My Cousin Vinny. Watch My Cousin Vinny. If you want to see Ralph Macchio. There are so many fucking films that you could watch that have these actors doing better work. Or watch Cobra Kai. Uh, Dude, now Cobra on Kai, YouTube. Man. I and now I'm I'm really excited to like explore what that show. Yeah, goes I really to. wanted to watch an episode before this uh, recording, but uh, alas, like I wonder if they bring Terry. I had Silver to watch Annihilation. <laughs> Could have watched three episodes of uh, Cobra Kai, but yeah. no, got to hear that score. Um, would you recommend this movie at all? Uh, no, I cannot recommend it for <laughs> no. the reasons cited previously, and also, um, yeah, no redeeming qualities. This movie did not need to exist. No, uh, Joel, what did the Karate Kid three do right? Man, uh, I didn't write anything down. So it's real hard to pick, so <laughs> I'll, I'll just choose something that comes to my mind. You know what? Um, let's talk about the villain a little bit because he's not the best. We talked about him being a little Joker-ish. Those first few scenes we see him, where he's just like, "I'm gonna make him hurt. I'm gonna make him hurt, and I'm gonna bring the pain." Like just the the dude, he's doing that in like a a drive scene where they're driving yes. up to the airport and parking, and you hear the VO, and he's like, "I'm gonna make him hurt, and I'm gonna get, make him hurt some more, and I'm gonna make him hurt some more, and then you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do it all over again." <laughs> and I'm like, at some point, you got to be John Kreese going, "Cool, man, um, <laughs> if you just drop me off at this gate." <laughs> yeah, we're, we're here. You actually passed my house <laughs> while you were having your your diatribe. <laughs> <laughs> you're taking this a lot more personally than I did. Also, that's not very clever. No. Just that you're going to make him hurt, hurt, and then you're going to bring the pain. And then he's like, make his knuckles bleed. Yeah, just like mine. <laughs> <laughs> and there's always those moments in the in the dojo where they're like at the punching bag, and he's like, all right, hold the punching bag. Hit him here in the ribs. If you if you can't breathe, you can't fight. Fight. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, all right, you stand. try. Actually, no. Try over here. So basically, all you did was make him strong enough to break boards. Like believe that he could break boards. You made him stronger. <laughs> like that that's Congratulations. What you did. It's not even You've like trained him. it's not even like he was training him wrong. Right, yeah. It's like good they, form. They weren't making a point of like training him to do the wrong things. Right. To or re- getting him into bad and habits. I, I thought that's what they were going to. Like no. there was gonna be a special trick that uh, there wasn't a, an antidote for. Yeah. And what would have been the problem if they fucking just went forward with this? <laughs> and <laughs> so so just just stick with me here for a second. Like, if he was just a cool guy to Daniel and takes Daniel to the tournament and Daniel wins as a Cobra Kai, (laughs) wouldn't that have been a better marketing monster for them? The best. uh, (laughs) That's a good point. Look. Hey, remember that kid who won? He's now vouching for us. We've turned a new leaf. That's a good point. That's how you market, Joe. Less work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you're in the toxic waste removal industry. I didn't Your know it was PR. such a lucrative industry, too. Apparently so, man, yeah. Man. Guy can afford servants and... <laughs> and, and people that he can several spar against in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, he's just handing out cash to, like... To dudes in a bar! Ra- strangers on the street. <laughs> hey, go up to this kid. He doesn't kid. even give him the money. Yeah, he's he like, nope, you gotta follow me first. He's like, yeah, you gotta hit on this girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, I guess what I thought that the Karate Kid Oh, yeah, this right. is what it did right. That's right. What Karate Kid 3 did right... <laughs> Was Pat Morita? Okay, again, yeah, yeah. the guy carries the emotional weight of this movie. Thank you. It's when he's on screen; his performance is the most believable. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You know, you I I don't know about you, but I actually felt bad for him as like Daniel was hiding the shit oh, that he yeah. was doing. Starts crying, and you know when when Daniel breaks the tree and and he's like quick and like just the performance of him trying to I save know, the tree you can tell how much it meant to him and then so finding sad. out that like he sold his truck so he could get more bonsais to sell like that's really interesting it's always been the star uh yeah it's the the karate kid you you don't realize until this movie how much the karate kid was actually more on his strengths yeah. than anybody else's the karate master what it should have been called. And you know what? The the strength of the villains. Like in the first one, John Kreese was not the main villain. No. Johnny Lawrence was. And the fact that that guy, who was also in fucking Back to School, played basically the same character. Yes. But like, you know, and now he's back doing the Cobra Kai show. I think that speaks volumes to his ability as an actor, as a character. He was a great villain yeah, we miss that him. was matched up. You do. You definitely miss him because these they try to replace him with three assholes yeah. who cannot hold their own. And it's like, well, if uh, if this guy was was menacing, we're just going to uh, kick everything up a notch, right? Yes. He's the bad boy of karate. Mm-hmm. Now there's two senseis <laughs> that are evil. One, two, senseis here before you. That's what I said now. Cobra Kai, going to try to recruit you. That's what I said now. And if you... Want to sign this contract? I'll pull you up now. And if you, <laughs> all right. Uh, what did Karate Kid Three do wrong? Uh, yeah, man, it's this premise. This is a ridiculous. Like, I, I can't get behind the motive of the bad guy. Like, I, Joe, I love you like a brother. I would not put my life on hold, change, like, invent a new persona. <laughs> yes. Spy on these kids. Buy me a trip to Tahiti. Yes, pay off all these strangers on the you street. You would buy me two round <laughs> yes! tickets. We didn't talk about that. Isn't that the weird thing? Like, he's like, hey, man, don't worry about I feel you. Here, go to Tahiti and get a BJ from these Tahitians. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, I'll be back here playing a character. Doing all the work. Driving this shitty truck that I don't need to drive. <laughs> yes, doing I, all of the work. I have a feeling that they were trying throughout this whole production to get the John Kreese actor. And they couldn't get him, couldn't get him, couldn't get him. So they were filming this bit with this guy. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, we got him? You know what? Okay, let's film some shit with yeah, him. Yeah, now we can use him. we got two more days of shooting left. <laughs> let's, let's have him hide behind a standee yes. of himself. Uh, we'll use the set from Hawaii Five-0 next door <laughs> that's shooting in the same studio lot. Just let him get a... He's getting a massage. Yeah, he is. So, uh, Tahitian massage. What Karate Kid 3 did wrong for mm-hmm. me... Uh, the the whole revenge plot. It's so ill conceived. It's born out of convenience and and not necessity. Like this this isn't where we needed to go. The film highlights how worn out the franchise has become. How tired the filmmakers are. How tired the actors are. Yes, They're, everyone is just phoning it in, except for Pat Morita. I guess to an extent, there could have been some complexity in gray area, uh, especially with like the Crease and Mike characters mm-hmm. that they could have played with. I mean, they kind of explored this with Daniel a little bit, but it would have been nice. Like, you know, maybe Crease kind of gets this gets this uh, the, this Terry guy going and then kind of sees where it's going and is like, wait, no, this is too far. Yeah, that would have been more interesting. That would have been interesting. I it would like have that. created some complexity to the characters. That's great. It would have shown, like, this dude became a sensei for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, when you decide you want to teach people... It's not because you want to bully them. Yeah. Like, you teach people, and then, like, what I, the character that I imagined that John Kreese was is someone who, like, wanted to train, wanted to teach people how to defend themselves, mm-hmm. and then, like, realized, like, he was a really good teacher. If you're that good of a teacher, you have to have a passion for it. And started teaching these kids and, like, started to win in tournaments. Let the power go to his head. became kind of a Sue Sylvester. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the character that did this better was Sue Sylvester, who was focused on winning, but even in the course of Glee, you saw humanity. And that would have been nice in this, for him to see some humanity and be like, like maybe even do like a Darth Vader looking at his knuckles and going, I brought this upon myself. Yeah, what was that conversation between he and uh, Terry Silver? Where it's yeah. like, remember what we got into this for? You know, yeah. when, we, when we started this? Right. We've lost track. We lost, exactly. Had a little conflict between and, them. And like Terry be so focused on, no, he's like, no. we've got to win. And like, that's where we find out, oh, that's where Kreese got it from. It's mm-hmm. from this Yeah, guy. he's been feeding into it. Because we get that story that like, you saved my ass in Vietnam. Yeah, so he feels guilty. See, you want to see like this... That, that like, no, you know, I, I, he, I, he was the hero. He used to be a hero. He saved this guy. Now it's time for him to save him again from himself. Wow, look at all the layers you just know, added right? onto this film. But I love no, it. No, instead, everything is played 
on the surface. Yeah. That is, it is only skin deep, and that is <laughs> the biggest problem with the Karate Kid Three. Ridiculous. If we were going to remake the Karate Kid Three today, yes, sir. How would we do that, sir? I have recast six of the main Let me characters. See. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, I I recast Snake. The, the henchman, the, who, uh, the, the director's, director's son. son. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's pretty bad. Let's hear it. Maybe uh, I can come up with somebody. I uh, I uh, I cast Stranger Things Charlie Heaton as Snake. Which one is he? He's um uh. Is he the the best? The brother. He's the, the brother. Uh, of, oh of, yeah. What's his name? Will. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Is it Will? Uh, no. Um. Mike. Mike. No. No. Mike. Oh shit! It is Will. It yeah, is yeah, Will. Yeah. Because yeah, he's Will. the one searching for him. That's right. Yeah. One writer's other. Other son. Brooding son. That's it. Yep. Yeah, he would be my snake. Ooh, I like that. You got a theme going along here? No, not really. Okay. Um, I'll do with Seth Green. How about that? That's pretty good. Throw that in there. All right, who's, who is the bottom of your list? Let's do Mike Barnes. He's Mike the Barnes. New, uh, the new hot boy. The in bad karate. boy of karate. Bad boy of karate. I went with, uh, speaking of Stranger Things, Decker Montgomery. Decker Montgomery. Decker Montgomery. Yeah. Plays, uh, is it Billy? He's from here. In the latest, where? Yeah, he's this, from Dallas. He's from this table? Decker Montgomery. No is way. From Dallas. Hey, yeah. look at that. Yeah. Shout out. There we go. Big D. Man. <laughs> that, from Big D. We're the, well, to the Big D from. From Big D. Yes. Dacker. <laughs> Dacker. The D is for Dacker. Dacker-y. Uh So, yeah, the guy who plays Billy. Billy. I was going to say Mitchell. Billy, Billy, Billy Mays? Billy, Billy, Billy Mays. Billy Mays, that's right. <laughs> Tries to sell them. Hi, guys. Some, <laughs> some uh, cleaning products. My Mike Barnes, played yep. by Spider-Man's Tom Holland. Ooh, I want to see him be the bad boy of karate. I want to see him be a dick. Yeah? Yeah. He's not very imposing, though. Kind of a scrawny kid. Well, that's kind of, this dude was a scrawny kid. No way. This dude was buff. He was yoked. What if, like, Tom Holland's fucking... Have you seen him? Yeah, but he's, he's still... Yeah. Where they slick his hair back, and he's... I'm trying to go with all a right, dude right, who's right. a kid, man. You're right, you're right. They're you're supposed right. to be 18-year-old kids. I know, I know. All right, that's so hard. who do you have next? Let's do Jessica. Jessica. The, the red-headed girlfriend, not girlfriend, of yeah. this film. She's got okay. somebody back home. How about... Uh, I think her name is Sorsha Ronan? Sorsha Ronan. Sorsha. Yeah. That a little redhead? Uh-huh. From Brooklyn, and what else? Do we lady, know her from? lady Bird. Lady Bird. There you mm-hmm. go. Uh, she was also in a movie called Hannah. Yeah, where didn't she was a little girl? Really fucking good with I Eric Bana. Oh, yeah. he is in that, and isn't Kate he? Kate Blanchett. Oh, she that a, too. It's a good fucking movie, man. I'm on it. Uh, soundtrack by the Chemical Brothers. Hey, from Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, all right, my Jessica, played by Catherine Newton. Uh, she was in Supernatural. And she was also in uh, Blockers, Cock Blockers. Oh blockers. yes, she's one of the, the she's one of the daughters. Actresses. She's, um, I think she's John. No, she's not John Cena's daughter. She she's what's her is, name? Uh, uh, what's Le- her name's? Yeah, Leslie uh, Leslie, Leslie Mann. Mann's. She's daughter. Leslie Mann's daughter. She's a fantastic actress. Yeah, uh, and I, I think that she would have a good chemistry with my cast. Too. I like that. All right, who's next? I have uh, Terry. Silver. This Terry I keep Silver. want to say Terry Terry Quinn from Lost. <laughs> nope. Uh, Terry Silver. Terry Silver. Um, I went with Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, dude. Wow, that's yeah. perfect. Of course, that's the <laughs> the role he was born to play. He fits all of the. He fits that's every amazing. one of the stereotypes. JCVD is fantastic. Uh-huh. Well, I was trying to find somebody who's also tall and imposing. Uh, and can kind of be your friend, but uh, also be your enemy behind your back. Yeah. How about Michael Fassbender? I like that. He's imposing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you have next? Crease? Well, let's go with Crease then. Okay. John Crease, mm-hmm. played by Steven Seagal. Of course. Dude, what a team up. It's, <laughs> yes. it's like the uh, undesirables. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are you talking about? I like JCVD. Yeah. I don't like Steven Seagal, but I think no, Steven I Seagal either. is John Crease. Totally fucking That's see it. That's perfect. Did you ever see the YouTube video of Steven Seagal doing like martial arts, a martial arts demonstration? Uh, and he's like taking out like 20 guys that are coming at him, but it's the slowest. <laughs> it's the slowest shit. Oh, no. We're going to have to put this on the is Facebook he, page. Is he trying to train people? Or? No, no, no. It's That's like as it's fast a demonstration at a show, and I think it's about as fast as he can go. Oh, no. He is so fucking sleepwalking his way through it, and I feel so embarrassed for all these guys that I'm like, you guys could all clearly kick his ass. <laughs> it's uh, like when you go to Disney World and you see the stunt shows. Yes. It's like those punches aren't anywhere near not landing. Even, not even close. No one's in danger. Who's well, my your... crease. Um, I didn't go so much with the physically imposing. Tell me about your crease. I went with. The, <laughs> I went with. The, I went with um, someone who's uh, uh, scary. Like I, I can't erase the image of crease jumping out from behind that cardboard standee. <laughs> And imagine if in, instead of the original actor, Ian Holm. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Just jumped out at you, Holy Green shit. Goblin style. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Parker. <laughs> That's good, man. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Here Mr. Miyagi. Let's do it. I had two people. Ooh. Yeah. Um, 
My original thought was Michael Dudikoff. Oh, interesting. Because he wouldn't say much. <laughs> <laughs> so he could also play just a Japanese man. That's true. Uh, no one would know. Uh, That's but great. Then, but then I decided, I was like, all right, no. He's you know what? Available. He's got to be Japanese, and he's got to be able to train people in the ways of martial arts. I like, yeah, stick with the basics. Christopher Lambert. Ooh, oh, the Highlander. <laughs> because he played, he played Raiden. He's fucking Raiden, he the god Raiden. of lightning. <laughs> And he would Why still not? be called Mr. Miyagi. He would be Mr. He French <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. Wax the floor. <laughs> Paint the fence. <laughs> oh, I love it. When he had the white hair, the long white <laughs> yes, hair. He would, have the long, he would just get in his Raiden yeah, gear. Yeah, just and wear the, Miyagi, the straw hat. And he would just use lightning to exit. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see him do the uh, about to hit a guy in the neck and then grab his nose. Hunk. <laughs> Uh, it's amazing. Uh-uh. Well, I went serious with mine. I went with uh, Chow Yun Fat since uh, Jackie Chan had already been taken. That's Crouching Tiger, tr- what is it? Crouching Tiger, Tiger Hidden, Hidden Dragons. Yeah. Chow Yun Fat. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, which brings me to my Daniel Larusso. Let's hear it. Uh, I went with uh, Slumdog Millionaires <gasps> and The Last Airbender's Dev Patel. Dev Patel, love that guy. I think that what He's we need great. to do is not make a sympathetic character for a white kid. Right. But I think Dev Patel would probably play this really well. That's and, fantastic. I love that guy. That's perfect. If if he were alive in the 80s, he would have been cast. Yeah, he would. As a, yeah. Um, and all this uh, directed by Shanghai Noon's Tom Day. Hey, yeah. you know what? He does good action films. Yes, he does. I like that. Uh, my Daniel LaRusso, um, I went with, if Mike Barnes is going to be Dacre Montgomery, then God damn it, Joe Keery, Steve Harrington nice. himself. I came this be my close Daniel to LaRusso. casting him really? Not as Daniel, but I came this close. He was going to be my Mike Barnes. He could, Or he could have been uh, Snake. <laughs> just talking you shit. You know what? I cast Kurt Russell as my <laughs> Snake. Hey, he just <laughs> snake Pliskin. <laughs> That's great. Uh, no director for me. Oh, okay. No that's, that's great. Uh, guys, if you have any thoughts about The Karate Kid Part 3, uh, how uh, you would have recast it, or just thoughts about the movie, things that we've, we've uh, glossed over, because it is a two-hour movie, yeah. uh, and we couldn't talk about everything, uh, just go ahead and I tell us like about it. I feel like we did, it. though, yeah. I know, right? We, we covered a lot of ground. Uh, let us know about it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash editingbay, or uh, put the editing bay in the search bar. That's going to bring up that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us and let us know what you think. If you've got movies you'd like for us to talk about in the future, you could also put your suggestions there. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It is not the editing bay. It's not the edit bay. It's editingbay.com. Please go there, bookmark it. Anytime you need to know anything about the Editing Bay, you're going to find it there, like uh, links to the aforementioned Facebook page. Also, our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. Please follow us there. You'll always be the first to know what movies we're talking about. Also, on the website, uh, we've got a few photos, a little bio about your, your humble hosts here, as well as uh, a link to our archive section, which has all 242 episodes now. Yeah, coming up on 250. Uh, that you can download because uh, if you're subscribed to the feed only, you're only getting the most recent 100 episodes. So go check out that archive section on editingbay.com. Guys, if you please leave us a rating and a review on the podcasting app on your Apple device, that would be fantastic. Uh, five-star rating. Uh, and, and just let us know what you like about the show. Uh, and uh, if you've got criticisms, keep it to yourself because <laughs> we don't want that, that, that window has now closed. We, right. don't, we don't want to know about We're that. We're not changing at this point. Um, you're either in Oh, you're out. What are we going to do next week? As Heidi Klum would say. Uh, and speaking of Heidi Klum and uh, being oh, fabulous, oh I, can't, I can't wait. No, I have no, I have no way to tie that in. But um, back to school is upon us, Joe. I've been seeing the commercials. I've been seeing Facebook posts from all of my uh, friends who now have children. Which, by the way, you want to feel old? That's the way to do it. Go on your Facebook page, and everyone's going back to school, and it makes me a little nostalgic for uh, for high school as well. And uh, just so happens that uh, there's a, a screening coming up at our favorite Alamo Draft House, uh-huh. uh, in a movie we've been threatening to do for a while now. I know it's one of Jenna's favorites, so she may have to sound off on this. We're going to do the, let's see, what year did this come out? 1995's Clueless, starring Alicia Silverstone and uh, Brittany Murphy, rest in peace. Uh, Paul Rudd is in She's this. Who's so in this? Good, man. Everybody's in this, man. Donald Faison. Uh-huh. Jeremy Sisto. Jeremy Sisto. How about that? That's a reunion. Dan a, a hideaway reunion. Oh, Wallace Shawn. I forgot is in this one of the teachers. Inconceivable. Right? Yeah. Did you it's see the, the Onion article that like Wallace Shawn <laughs> is supposed to be the next James Bond? <laughs> I love that. That's fucking hilarious. Those guys. <laughs> uh, so if you love Clueless, you love the 90s, um, tune in next week to hear what we have to say about uh, the classic, classic high school comedy. based uh, Again, based on another Shakespearean play, right? 
Or is this based on Jane Austen? I think it's based on Jane Austen. Maybe based on Jane Austen. Yeah. Tune in next week to find out. Cool. Um, guys, I, 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 we're not 100% on this yet, but I do want to kind of tease this. We've been in talks. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a, a a movie that we've just mentioned in passing a few times. <laughs> um, me more so than Joel, because I don't think Joel's seen it yet. There's a movie called The Black Ninja um, that was written, produced, directed, and starring uh, a gentleman named Clay, uh, yeah, Clayton Prince. And uh, he's, he used to be on the uh, the Cosby Show. He was one of the leads of John Waters' Hairspray. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, just recently, he's been making some news headlines because uh, several years back, he had put together a show called Cream. It's about a record producer uh, and his ties into, like, hmm. you know, gang violence and stuff Sounds like that. Sounds familiar. Yeah. It's like and, a show I may have seen or heard of. So apparently, he had had a meeting with Lee Daniels and uh, tried to shop the show around. Mm-hmm. And Lee Daniels was like, nope, not interested. Then a few years after that, Lee Daniels huh. then released Empire. Huh. Uh, and the similarities, obviously being fairly glaring, <laughs> uh, caused Clayton Prince to uh, to take Lee Daniels to trial. And the, just recently, they had a ruling from one judge oh, yeah? who threw the case out because uh. he said that it wasn't even close to being like Empire, that the hmm. properties weren't close enough. Well, I mean, that is a pretty general idea. Yeah. It all comes down to the execution, right? Yeah. Um, and so uh, I've invited him to come on the show. Uh, to both talk about his his issues with Cream slash Empire, and also maybe talk to us about the Black Ninja. Yeah, and he responded and said that he'd be very interested in coming Sweet. on with us. Uh, so we're just trying to lock down the dates. But in the meantime, I don't know how you're going to find this, <laughs> but it's the movie is called The Black Ninja. Uh, it came out about a month or two before Daredevil, but it's also about an attorney who's a uh, a superhero by night. Oh wow! And uh, trying to get uh, clean up the city, and in the in the course of things exacts revenge for the death of his family. There it is, 2003. Yeah. Um, Not rated, Joe. So, so ch- try to check this out. If you have a, if, if there's a chance that you can find this movie, check it out. Uh, the, we'll be talking about it very soon, and uh, we'll be joined by Clayton Prince. Nice. Once we have that lockdown, we'll let you guys know. Way to, way to be a good booking agent there, Joe. Hey, man, I try, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Using your talent and your network. There's really no talent. It's just that I had watched <laughs> The Black Ninja one night, and after watching it, I found him on Facebook, hey, man. wrote him, and I was like, Dude, just watch Black Ninja. Thank you for this gift because <laughs> it was an amazing time with my friends. This and he gift. immediately wrote back and was like, you're welcome. Oh, wow. And I imagined he sang it like Maui from <laughs> You're <Moana>. welcome. <laughs> uh, but I'm really looking forward to talking to him yeah, about this. Uh, you could also see the first, uh, well, the only four episodes of Cream. If you have Amazon Prime, uh, check out those episodes. Um, what can I say about it? I've watched the first two. Low budget. Okay. It's, it's low, but obviously he's producing this himself, and to produce film and television costs a lot of money. Yes, it does. So he's doing the best he can with what he has. Hey, man, some of my favorite films and TV shows are low budget. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Clerks. <laughs> that, yes. <Roach> man. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so, but the focus here next week, we will be talking about Clueless. Woo-hoo. Uh So join us for that, won't you please? Jeff, thank you very much. Ugh. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. See you next week, guys. Thanks. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.